0: Hello, welcome to We Don't Talk About The Weather, political discussion that to the uninitiated Major sound like screaming and crying. I'm Adam, and I'm
1: here with Hugh. Hello.
0: And we're here to talk about 2017's best news, yeah,
1: we're best back stuff. We're back properly now, we're not ill anymore. Well, I mean, well enough to podcast. Yeah, um, I've just about... I think I've just about wrangled my puppy to be able to be left alone. Well, <laughs> That's left why we're alone. recording left over, over here. Yeah, we're recording, left recording alone over my, my house wife. rather than yours. Yeah, so we don't get attacked by the puppy. Because <laughs> he can't handle just watching me.
0: He has some very trenchant right-wing opinions. Oh,
1: he's disgusting. <laughs> He'll grow out. I did though. get him from Bedford.
0: <laughs> With um, puppies, it's exactly the opposite to humans. You know, humans are all like liberal and everything until they grow up and become conservative. Yeah. Puppies are very conservative when they're born, but then they have like a kind of uh, road to Damascus
1: moment. They lose their right-wing puppy teeth. <laughs> They're horrible needle conservative teeth. <laughs> but yeah, so we're doing the um, award show, yeah. and just like with the Golden Globes, we're drawing a line under 2017. That's done now. It's a new world now, a completely new world, and all the male awards will go to men who've either beaten their wives or sexually assaulted their interns. <laughs> God, that was
0: really weird. All that representational stuff, like everybody wearing black.
1: No, everybody wearing black was fine, but I, it was the. I don't it was get the, it. It's just it was the bring a woman of color activist that was a bit upsetting. That was the thing that was a bit weird. Did you notice that? <laughs> oh, they'd
0: they bring people from their favourite charities or something. Yeah,
1: they, like, they were bringing activists. They, it was like, instead of bringing, a, like, a, a normal, like, you know, their normal plus one, they were bringing an activist that they like. <laughs> I I just, it's
0: it's so, like, the politics of image rather than actually, like, don't worry, we're all wearing black this year, and it's like... Half of you wear black most of the time at these yeah. awards ceremonies. Well, you know,
1: they're wearing black. It shows that they're I, definitely not going to be working with Woody Allen. Oh, no, they are working with Woody Allen. <laughs> oh, look, that one's wearing black. I'm sure she doesn't speak in, out in support of... Um, oh, fuck, I forgot I There we go. It's about <laughs> to say the paedophile who ran away. For which one? Oh, there's so many.
0: Um, anyway, right, we're going on with the awards. Yeah. So we've got a few awards, and we've got mm-hmm. nominations for each category. It's we entirely, do. It's um entirely uh, objective... Yep. Um, purely based on fact.
1: like all award numbers. shows, it's entirely objective. It's definitely it's, no, there's definitely no bitter enmity. The <laughs> yeah,
0: there's no particular kind of social conditioning behind who nope. gets who gets chosen, anything like that. Um, so our first award, the I'm from Buenos Aires and I say kill them all award for actions or advocacy resulting in or having the potential for mega deaths. <laughs> um, Trump tweeting about his big nuclear button doesn't count because it happened in 2018. And if there's one thing that's going to save us from nuclear annihilation, it's rigorously following rules that remove all human agency from decision making. <laughs> so just 2017 stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So no Toby Young,
1: some Toby Young, but yeah. not <laughs> not Toby this Toby, Toby Young, Young since New Year's.
0: Yeah, not the responsible, mature Toby Young we've all come to know over the last seven days.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the responsible Toby Young that quit his job rather than was brutally fired. <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk about Toby Young enough yeah. time. There's a lot <laughs> to talk about Toby Believe Young. me. So who are the nominees?
0: So the nominees for what I'm charitably calling the genocide award. Yep. Um, The nine gammon men insisting on using nuclear weapons during
1: question time. Yeah, the men whose heart rates got higher and higher as, as as um, Jeremy Corbyn was just not just constantly not saying I'm going to nuke everyone, and that made them so angry they looked like they were all going to burst. It turned out that they all looked like blood blisters.
0: Nuclear weapons are very, very important to a very specific subset of the British population. Mm. The thing is, I don't. You think could you think see it's... their faces; they were so, like they were caricatures. They yeah. were proper John Ball caricatures.
1: Yeah, I don't even think that they were um, that they were all that you could say it was just boomers. It was like they they all looked like they were within five years of each other. Oh, they like were. Right,
0: here's the thing: they could be the late end of boomers, but mm. they were old men. They were dressed very similarly, except that dude, if you remember, he has the very curly moustache, mm. and he looks like he should be a lot older, but he, again, probably within like the 55 to 65 age range. Mm.
1: It's amazing the people who grew up with, or didn't grow up, but lived through the fear of nuclear war, like Fred's being genuinely horrifying and all that mm. kind of stuff. And they never want to give up that feeling. It makes them feel alive.
0: It, it, it's just like, Britain is such a like degraded world power, if you could even like call it that, like a, a world, an, an actor on the world stage or whatever kind of. I don't
1: know. There's, fantasy we've got, people have. We've got about British it. military advisors doing some sterling work in Yemen. Yeah,
0: but it's not really like stuff you can boast about, <laughs> is it? That's what <laughs> well, they was want. It Ever
1: stuff you could boast about?
0: It was ne- it, before 1950, probably. It mm. was stuff that you could, you could boast about, and they tried to boast about it because they had a lot of like public information films of like, here are our boys. Mounting the beaches in Yemen mm-hmm. to defend against Egypt. Are there beaches in Yemen? Yeah. It's a one know. massive fucking coastline. I don't yeah. Know, I don't.
1: Um I'm pretty good yeah, with they... fantasy maps.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not so good with real
0: ones. You wanna tell me how to assault the Tower of Gorgoroth? Yes. <laughs> um yeah, so they, they, they're, they're quite a strong contender. They're quite distant from the potential genocide, and it is only a potential genocide. Mm. But I think there's something to be said for the fact that it's a guaranteed genocide. Yeah. The one, like, one use, it's not even like going to war and saying it will be a clean war. It's like, I've, I'm voting for the dirtiest, most horrific war you could possibly imagine. Who, like,
1: when was it ever said to anybody hmm. that in a nuclear war, one side comes out okay? they're convinced it does they're convinced that you need it you know like
0: if they're not kidding themselves and saying i believe we should have nuclear weapons because if we don't then we're definitely the losers mm. maybe maybe it is a little bit to do with that but there's also a kind of half an inkling that if it does go down then britain will somehow like just avoid all of it like mm. because you know why would anybody target britain it's such a well liked. Are... Well, no,
1: <laughs> all our submarines are either out or it's in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they don't really care because I don't. Those kind of gammon men, they don't tend to be from around where Trident is docked. <laughs> really, do they? It's
0: one hundred percent a prestige thing, and mm. like I reckon that's points off. But then you kind of add those points back up for it, it being completely guaranteed. Oh, uh, yeah, they do. The French, yeah, yes, yes, they do. Is that uh, yes, Minister Yeah, sure.
1: I, was, I was like, surely the French got rid of it at some point.
0: No, no, they had it. Uh, I think they had it a little bit after. Hmm.
1: Death, of course they were late. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so second on the list, we have Michael Fallon um, criticizing Saudi Arabia is not helpful for UK arms sales, it and isn't, also to be that fair. Assad's principal backer is Russia by proxy. At Russia is responsible for every civilian death in uh, in Syria. It is. So he's like. I, It really annoyed me. I was trying to think of the name of the... There's a lord, a British guy in the House of Lords, who is a real kind of Saudi apologist. And when the Saudi stuff kind of came up earlier this year, but came to prominence, mm. um, he was tweeting all over the place. Cannot remember his fucking name. Mm. So Michael Fallon is almost like a proxy in this. <laughs> Rather like Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... the. I suppose you, it's a stand-in for like the continued... apologism for what when Britain as like their political class takes such a hard stance on intervention Mm. in Libya, in Iran, in Syria, there's significant sections of like the political structure that takes very hard stances towards countries that are opposed to it politically Mm. and that have maybe human rights abuses or um, other kind of civil disorder
1: Yeah,
0: and the ability of them to completely whitewash something that's actually going on now and is we are fully like involved in yeah in the supply of arms and training and support yeah. to Saudi Arabia in its attempt to starve Yemenis to death
1: but i read that it was all their cat addiction
0: Oh yeah, God, that was last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Not admissible in this category.
1: Sorry, twenty eighteen. <laughs> sorry, but no, sorry, a bloke wasn't in Egypt noticing <laughs> yeah. that they were taking cat in, in Yemen. Which it's did not you know? F-
0: it's not the first time they've tried to do everyone. that.
1: No. Well, everyone knows that if you chew cat, it, you become like a magnet for drones.
0: I have chewed cat.
1: Um, <laughs> well, yeah, they used to sell it I all over. I was a over. magnet for sleepy. They used to sell it all over, um, Latin and stuff. Yeah, it's I, it's
0: it's it's similar to. It's a slightly worse and worse, slightly better than chewing tobacco. Mm. Like it's yeah, somebody wrote an article about uh the, the reason that Yemen's starving at the moment and that, you know, you've got images of skeletal children is because so much of their agriculture is turned over to cat. No. Which is not fucking true no. and insane. Yep. But that's the kind of like lengths you have to go to. You could say that about to
1: Amer- American food prices and um golf courses, vineyards and weed in California. Yes. Yeah. But and that would be true.
0: <laughs> so that's kind of um, that's like a he's sort of sidelining you there. He's trying to like, you know, you can't possibly we can't possibly stop providing arms to this <laughs> genocidal war.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you know, it's is bad business. And that's some, oh, it's always really dark. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, who's next?
0: Um, activate members discussing gassing chavs. So this was a bit further oh back in the year, God bless
1: activate um, <laughs> I think they're still going
0: oh yeah, they are they're still producing they're still winning the waging the meme war are they deep in the trenches of, they're not waging I the saw war. a what
1: picture of his, I saw a picture of a young conservative drinking a bottle of lager like a very normal person Who's <laughs> was holding it soak he was holding it at the very tip it was like. Oh, I know. It was that one that um, it was that con- young
0: Conservatives meeting in um, Cambridge or Oxford. Yeah,
1: where James Cleverly said the James other side Clever- are all bonkers.
0: Yeah, James Cleverly and um, Priti Patel were mm. like we came this close to having that hard Marxist in Number Ten, and it's like all of them cheering us like this is why we do what we do for you guys here as giant like twenty stone men <laughs> gingerly held beer bottles by the neck by the top of the neck, with like bizarre. three fingers.
1: It's very it bizarre. It was weird. They're a very bizarre group of people.
0: Or oh. had just bad catering, and they didn't hold it in a pub, they <laughs> held it in a, the upstairs of a, you know...
1: The upstairs of a pub, like the far-right meetings above the old, um, the old coffee house and so <laughs> yeah. on. Um, so here's what the Activate members
0: actually said. Yeah. Um, it was a, a leaked WhatsApp discussion. Uh, a fine opportunity to observe the Spice Homo Chav... And gas them all. Gonna run some experiments on them. We could use them as substitutes for animals when testing. Okay, we gotta be careful. Uh, oh, to see why they are so good at producing. Uh, we could use them as substitutes for animals when testing to see why they are so good at producing despite living rough. Oh
1: my God.
0: Okay, we gotta be careful, otherwise this is turning into actual Nazi chat. Maybe they seriously,
1: be- <laughs> chavs are an actual problem. Maybe they breed more than Tories because they don't, they don't have such crippling gout and they can still maintain an erection.
0: Or such crippling fetish problems that they can only get hard by, you know, getting slapped by mummy.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to kink shame, but, you know, it's pretty hard to get pregnant from being pissed on. (laughs) Not impossible, though. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this was like,
0: again, it's like advocacy, but they're kind of doing it. Mm. That's, like, that's a very common thing that gets translated. Maybe if it's not translated into such rough language... It's the
1: same as when... It, um, the, it does it, reflect their world. Well, the Young Conservative Association at Oxford... Yeah, it was Oxford oh. when it got shut down. Um, because when Nick Robinson was head of it, um, and it was seen as... The too, BBC's Nick Robinson? Yeah, it was seen as too far right, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. By the Conservative Party, that there was, it was a stain on the Conservative Party. I'm
0: guessing it had, like, Monday Club... Overtones and things like that, because they used to be the old far. They were the yeah. far far And um,
1: when David Cameron was a student as well, when he was like, when they were all like, you know, doing the hang Mandela shit. Yeah, yeah. But you know, these people will will probably end up in power at some point. I
0: don't, I don't really. I mean, I can, I can totally. Well, they, they'll get, get, they'll get, get, get kind like of eliminationist
1: council position because of their services to the mean war. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like I can get, I, I, I just I find it baffling that. Young Conservatives can... It's been decades since like the Hang Mandela stuff yeah. and the re, like forced repatriation yeah. stuff. It's been decades. And yet they still have that same attitude. Mm. It's almost as if they have a consistent worldview. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah.
1: They are fucking horrible.
0: Um, the next category I think is probably the winner in this, <laughs> to be honest.
1: Uh, the economic your murder... Your buyer's coming through. <laughs>
0: Yeah, my my inbuilt bias towards actual deaths. Yeah. Not discounting Yemen, of course. <laughs> uh the economic murder of hundred and twenty thousand people by story Tory austerity regime.
1: And it, Lib Dem. And Lib Dem. And
0: Lib Dem, yes. You're right. Nick Clegg um, deserves
1: his name on that that on that um charity shield.
0: That came up and was I feel not taken that seriously, maybe because it contained a nu- it was taken seriously by People who were who were already talking cons- about who it. were already talking about it, but mm. I think because it contained a number, yeah, and because it contained like stats,
1: I did see that provable stats. That beautiful hot take of 120,000 isn't that many people.
0: Mm. <laughs> Actually, I think you'll find 120,000 excess deaths spreads the GDP <laughs> even in a tight, in a more tight, you know,
1: yeah. tight range. It's no, uh, it's it's the thing is it wasn't surprising. No, I thought. No. Yeah, it's it is horrible. But I think the reason why it didn't get talked about as much as well is because, in general, most liberal commentators as well have just accepted that austerity. Yay, they don't. It's like that ten o'clock show stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah, David Mitchell. He's, he's a fan of austerity. I don't know if he's a massive fan, but he says he's. It's what you need to you know, live within to, your he's, means.
0: He's willing to put up with it because for him, it's an object of study and not a lived experience. Yeah. Like This this study suggested that um, since 2010 there have been 120,000 deaths, extra deaths mm. than would normally have happened that have been caused directly by mm. austerity measures. The paper found there were 45,000 more deaths in the first four years of Tory-led efficiencies than would have been expected if funding had stayed at pre-election levels and on this trajectory that could rise to nearly 200,000 excess deaths by the end of 2020 even with the extra funding that's been earmarked for public sector services this year. Like, I think people kind of didn't really take it on board because, as well, like the media, it's something that happens in other countries. Mm. It's 120,000 deaths caused by government policies. It's so hands-off and it's so, like, arm's-length for well, them. Well, you just have
1: to see how, how often, if any, like, talk of poverty comes up on in the news, mm. how many people will say, but they're not really poor. We don't really have that kind of, like, proper poverty in this country. And... That- and we do. Oh, well, another thing as well that,
0: despite the fact that there's been a lot of coverage of how people are getting poorer, a lot of the middle class, which includes most of the that's most of the liberal commentary, at least middle class, if not upper middle upper, mm. just see things as kind of continuing, and it's part of like that dogma mm. that you can cut those things, you can cut things like the NHS, you can cut them down because well, people will just get better, people mm. will just. It will continue on. They've lived in a kind of advanced industrial economy for so long Mm. that they can't imagine that something like um, cutting housing benefit will actually make people die. Mm. It won't just make them live within their means
1: because it just eliminates those means completely. It won't make them smoke five cigarettes a day rather than 20. Yeah. It will just kill them.
0: They also underestimate, like in a historical sense, how much the welfare state propped up a significant proportion of the population that capitalism couldn't care for.
1: Yeah,
0: Capitalism couldn't care for it in the Victorian Edwardian era, mm. and the welfare state came in to mitigate that. Not eliminate it, mm. but mitigate it and help, literally help capitalism out. Yeah, because it point. could not provide the living circumstances for all those people. Mm. And I think they've lived with it for so long that all that kind of stuff about being annoyed at public services and being annoyed at bureaucracy, mm. they don't see that as having a, a, a human cost because they think, well, people could survive in the 30s. Mm. And they don't see the, the the massively high infant mortality in the Victorian period yeah. and the Edwardian period. Like, you know, five out of every ten children. Yeah. Just dead. Oh. You know? God bless Tories. It's so fucked. So, out of all those... See,
1: it's a hard one because the poverty deaths are just going to keep on going up and up and up until there's a change. Mm. But still the gammon men want us all dead. Yeah. I think the ga- the, uh, I the think- gammon men want us all dead. And the British arms industry... That's the thing. Okay, say Corbyn gets in, say like this year. Yeah. Um... I reckon that yeah, they'll start to push back against austerity, mm-hmm. and we'll start to see at least the lessening of poverty deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably like he's already talked about like doing like not selling guns yeah. to Saudi, um, but the Gammon men are never going to let him get rid of Trident.
0: Uh, he's already he's already committed to it. Like yeah. they're, he, they're
1: already. Well, no, say he say he gets in and he and he runs for five years and yeah. it's an amazing five years. Oh. When the five years are up and then there's another election, they're still not going to be able to get rid of Trident. Yeah. We're never going to be able to get rid of Trident. It's going to be here forever and ever. <laughs> Until everything is gone.
0: <laughs> it's a, a weird kind of thing. Because like, I can't imagine... There are similar gammon men in other Western countries. Yeah, There are the gammon men of France. There are the gammon men of Denmark. There mm. are the gammon men of Sweden. Whatever. Mm. And they're not clambering for nuclear weapons
1: no not anywhere near as bad
0: and I think it has to be a function of like yeah Britain having been that world power and having that world the ability to destroy worlds
1: yeah post empire like the, kind of yeah uneasiness
0: the British have like that connection to if not destroying worlds then at least having the ability to destroy them yeah that it seems fucking it, bewilderingly impossible to shake
1: it's like um, when I quit smoking yeah I had, I still had um, a pakabaki in the house for a good, like, six months. Hmm. Just in case. Hmm. And that's what a lot of these people... Maybe, maybe the actual change once all the government men die of massive heart attacks when Jeremy Corbyn comes to power,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. And
1: they all explode. <laughs> um, but no, I think it's the poverty deaths, because...
0: The poverty deaths are also actual deaths. Yeah. And again, not to discount... Um, I mean, we're, like, a British podcast... And we're not dis, but we're still not discounting the actual deaths being facilitated by mm. UK policy towards Saudi and Yemen.
1: Yeah, but the there's, there's austerity has brought in a re- it's reinvigorated a real nasty turn with regards to like poverty yeah. in this country. Um, well, like all the poverty porn programs, which again, really nice Jeremy yeah. Corbyn said, ban them mm. as you should.
0: There's more eliminationist rhetoric. Like, wouldn't it just be better if? If, they, if they were all dead, yeah. wouldn't it be? And like they're and saying, it leads
1: it, to like the activate bollocks.
0: Yeah, because they have they'll they have a reason now for doing it, but they've managed to like identify a particular class that they want to liquidate. For all the talk of like kulaks and gulags and all that kind of stuff, it's like what I mean. If it was turned on someone different, it would be the same.
1: Mm.
0: It would be not morally the same, but certainly the outcome would be the same.
1: Mm. So I think it's poverty deaths.
0: I think it has to be poverty deaths. All right, yeah. on All to right. the next. Okay, next one: the George Orwell Prize for worst leftist <laughs> in
1: inverted commas. Orwell Prize for the, be- the the worst leftist, the kind of leftist who'll shop his comrades in mi 5 the worst kind of piece of shit, the kind of man who'll be remembered long after he's dead for his two major works as being criticisms of the left, <laughs> and for pre- and for hanging out with poor people. Um, he <laughs> did hang out with some poor people once, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> And he would or a pier somewhere? It. I don't yeah, know. Right, right, right. He would shut shout <laughs> Fucking horrible or well.
0: So this is our category for um, people we hate... Who are not nominally, at least, mm. liberals, lefties, or progressives, or whatever.
1: Um, Honourable mention before you start. Yeah, and I think it's because he's only properly just come back now. But Johan Harry would be storming in. Oh to shit! With our royal prize. <laughs> fucking next after year. After he'd have to after he had to give back his last one for stealing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> next year he's a there's a, like so so many beautiful Twitter jokes. It's like oh great a Johan Harry article who wrote it. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> hey, tell you what though he did the fucking. He did the honourable thing, at least. Well, when go he got away caught, for a bit, then come he, back. He didn't just go away for a bit. Um, I was looking him up because I literally can't remember how long it's been. Hmm. He got accused of plagiarism in 2011, hmm. and I have not heard a fucking peep from him since.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, that was the... I'm not like broad-spectrum okay. looking he carry for on, him. Did
1: he carry on writing his erotica?
0: I have no idea.
1: Have you read any of his erotica?
0: Well, I've not read his erotica. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, I think this is still stuff that you can honestly say he definitely I've read, I've
0: read erotica with his name on but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was that one about um, about raping his underage brother. What? Really? Yeah. What the fuck? Was, what? Yeah, it was under a pseudonym. It was the pseudonym that he used to um, edit the Wikipedia pages of his enemies. <laughs> was his pseudonym his brother's name? I <laughs> can't remember what his pseudonym was. But it was the same one that he used to edit the Wikipedias of his enemies, <laughs> which is how people found his porn.
0: God, that's such a... Im- like, I know it still goes on, mm. but editing people's Wikipedias... Oh, like. So- there was a historian who got done for like leaving negative reviews on um, his uh, what was his name Orlando Figus. okay, uh, uh, like Stalin, uh, uh, Russian historian, hmm. um, well Spanish, I think he's Spanish um, historian, histor- historian of Russia, hmm. who was leaving like negative Amazon reviews on other things, other book, other similar books to his, Fantastic. and he's like a well respected up awesome. there fucking academic.
1: Awesome. I
0: love that. Oh why can't they? I- uh, fuck Twitter. Man. We should get in on Amazon Reviews. We should get back in on Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia discussion pages, that's where it's at. Oh god. When Twitter, when Twitter fucking um goes bankrupt this year, yeah. um <laughs> we're going back on the Wikipedia discussion pages.
1: <laughs> god. Waging war. Either that or I could fat shame people's pets on Instagram. <laughs> um
0: okay, so the oral Prize for worst leftist. Uh Paul Mason. <laughs> now <laughs>
1: World War Paul, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: very good. <laughs> um, he's a weird one. Um, I
1: like my leftism with a side of imperialism.
0: Yeah, St- uh, I didn't. I wouldn't say I'd ever like really liked him. No, but some of the stuff like he was a he was, nice he he was an he night. was an open he was an open left winger. But even before Corbyn was elected, mm. anything like that, he was an open left winger who had somehow. Managed to maintain a position on like Channel Four and BBC yeah, as an was, economics. Um, he was always editor. quite nice because he was
1: like, it's not that he was good. It was that he was a ray of sunshine on Newsnight. Mm, mm. um, but then, as soon as he left, then you start to see more of his views, and he's like, "Huh,
0: yeah. interesting." He's super into Trident. Yeah, he is. And he has never seen a regime change he didn't like. Oh, he loves them. Which I think for a modern left has to be super part of it. Yeah like that is the other prop that is the two the two columns hmm. of socialism hmm. is like economic re- e- like economic revolution yeah. and anti-imperialism
1: yeah yeah
0: like it has it has to be like that's so fucking bad for him to come out with all this shit like and the problem is as well that he fits Perfectly into a certain kind of zeitgeist that's very fucking dangerous. Yeah. With Corbyn coming to prominence, yeah. because if he comes to prominence and does put back his, the social democratic state in every way we would like to, that would make all of our lives better. Mm. If he doesn't take some action on imperialism, it's like it's worthless. Mm. And Paul Mason fits perfectly into a certain niche within Corbynism mm. that is a real shitty, shitty segment. Mm. You know for all of his like support of Corbyn and being the only left-winger on Newsnight or whatever, mm. like, we can't continue to wage war. That's like... No. No. L- no. Not, not in this way. He's a, bit, a bad yeah. man. Um, so I I have one quote from him. The beauty of the Assad-Putin-Khamenei-Orban international oh, is right. if just one of them falls, they will all fall. S400s can't stop revolutions. S400? Uh, I think they're a type of assault rifle. The thing is... Libya wasn't that long ago no and grouping together Assad, Putin, okay
1: yeah, Khamenei mm, slightly
0: less considering Iran's form of government is not exactly, the Ayatollah doesn't call all the shots it's a a weird religious it is a theocracy but it has two branches of government one of which is fully elected (laughs) easy there, Iranian (laughs) Ackman yeah um you know who would, who would want like two wings of government where one is entirely unelected <laughs> and entirely unaccountable to the populace? I don't get it. How can you survive under that kind of political system? <laughs>
1: uh, Especially when they're full of these <laughs> medieval ideas. <laughs> <It's> disgusting. <laughs> you
0: should see them all sitting there in their robes, <laughs> with funny fucking hats. Yeah, pontificating <laughs> out.
1: Um, and Orbán, and Orbán who's Isn't in the... uh, Hungary. He's the one who um who wrote down a, he had a big list
0: of the prominent Jews. His in case. his his party uh, Jobic. I, um, I love that. so much. Wanted to uh, put together when they came to power. Wanted to put together a list of prominent Jews just in case their words.
1: The balls. The balls to do
0: that—it's <laughs> that's fucking where it's going. Poland's going the same way. Oh I'd, yeah. Oh, why doesn't he include Poland in there? Poland yeah. are literally at the moment trying to strike off judges who um, strike down. Like they're trying to make the judiciary not independent, mm. so that they can pass laws against abortion, against uh, communists,
1: yeah,
0: against crackdown on political opponents, things like that, and conduct a purge. Mm. Yeah, um, so Mason's a dick of who they regard as ex-communists. Yeah, but Paul Mason like. No. No. I actually don't think he'll hang on this list because he has some good elements about him, but yeah, yeah, let's start off with him. Uh, Number two, Sarah Champion. (laughs) (laughs) Multicultural policies need a translation outside of London. It's not that Yorkshire people are racist, they just don't sugarcoat anything and they're very blunt.
1: (laughs) And the thing is, that was what I remember we talked about it before, (laughs) because the implication is not that me and you aren't racist, it's just that we coat our racism in such sugary language <laughs> yeah. to hide it, we're just better at hiding it, which is super fucked up, which also means you can't trust a word she ever says.
0: Yeah, she's only gotten worse as well, because she was um persuaded to resign Yeah, after the article in Don't The Sun. I think it took that much persuasion. And just continued to do, I mean in many ways, a Cohen-esque mm. run of producing exactly the same article mm. except at the beginning of every headline it would be, see... There is a problem with British Asians and child rape
1: hmm. gangs.
0: Like hmm. again, if she does again, she fits into a not exactly the same niche as Paul Mason, but a similar niche in that if your if your socialism, if your Corbynism if you like, isn't anti-racist in specifically this way hmm. of not characterizing an entire group of people by race, hmm. then the whole project's fucking worthless. Mm. What is it? Yeah. You know? Um, number three, <laughs> Jess Phillips. Oh. Strong year for Jess
1: Phillips this year. It's been year. a good year. She's had a very good what year. What a season um, Jess Phillips has had. She's had a very good year. She's she's doing well on building her brand. Her brand. Yeah. Um, ready to be the female Nick Cohen. Um, yeah. Like a lot of them, they're all, to, they're all they're all vying for the Nick Cohen position. <laughs> yeah. Of most odious man who says he's <laughs> on the left. While constantly leaving. Um, He'll get his turn. (laughs) For Jess Phillips... What specifically has Jess Phillips done this year? Apart from constantly complaining about everyone becoming best friends with Jacob Reesborg.
0: Jess Phillips started the year by kind of mopping in with the same kind of like anti-Corbyn crowd. We've Mm. got a separate award for that later for for specifically anti-Corbyn people. But she made a again, I am very confused by Jess I've mentioned this before. I'm very confused by Jess Phillips mm. because every MP, even no matter how shit they are, has like their their thing. Mm. Right. And I'm not entirely sure what Jess Phillips thing is. Uh, it's a kind
1: of She is her thing.
0: But it's kind of like a a, a vaguely folksy slight leaning towards something. Thing to do with women's rights.
1: But do you know super, what I mean? Yeah, but, it's but never specific.
0: Never specific. Like, yeah. say what you want about Stella Creasy. Um, she has her thing against like gambling. She, well, huh. um, um, no, she I, has her I'm, thing for like women's rights and women's representation. She's been
1: good this week. She has. And it is, it is, um, again. She's It's got, super upsetting that I have to like be impressed with my MP for not being a tough. Yeah. Yeah. But um, she she's done good. She's taken was, a lot of shit about I've a lot people. of her abuse this week.
0: Yeah, she's taken a lot of shit yeah, about her attitude on on like gender recognition and
1: that she thinks the trans person is a woman.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but Jess Phillips, I mean, she had the um, I'll, I won't stab Corbyn in the front. I'll stab. It, uh, I won't stab Corbyn in the back. I'll stab him in the front. Mm. Um, constantly talking about my party, my party. How like, long have she been in the party? Uh two years. She, well, she's I don't know how MP long she's been in the years. party, but she has been an MP for two years. Yeah. Um The Magical Weekend where she had literally four or five articles that she'd written oh, God, yeah. all came out on the same weekend, which was the weekend that I think they were trying for another chicken yeah. coup. Yeah. Um uh her making friends with um Reese Mogg despite Laura Pidcock.
1: Yeah. Well, no, she, she, talking, of it she she
0: was. She's always talked about how she, how chummy she is with people and it's got that, that, that she, like she's trying to hang out with the weird kids mm. at Parliament and there's a kind of a, a weird like authenticrat thing with her as well, the way she calls everyone babs on, on thing, which again has another, is another strain that you need to watch with with Corbynism, yeah. that kind of like chummy Chummy folksiness that reduces all all of that political struggle Mm. down to whether you're friends with someone or not. Laura Pidcock was awesome. Mm. She did. She didn't say I'm not going to work with them. She said I don't have to be friends with them because they're literally killing people, as we mentioned in the last article. Yeah, in the last uh, award. Yeah. Like. Yeah, Jess Phillips.
1: She'll carry on. um, Jess Phillips.
0: Yeah, um, I feel like I've been locked out of my own party was a real highlight because I've oh just Corbyn's making it so difficult for me as a left winger stroke liberal stroke woman stroke whatever you want as someone not from
1: london and she had a match you know? she she was one of those ones who um was constantly making dicks about Diane abbott yeah oh, oh of course her thing with against um diane abbott was this year wasn't it yeah because she boasted up. about yeah boasted, about, boasted so. about
0: telling her to shut the fuck up yeah. when diane abbott was saying you know there are other women in the labour party who hmm. feel
1: strongly about <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: not the first feminist yeah. There's that kind of thing, and it. it... No, I
1: don't know. Um, feminism's pretty young. I read that Hillary book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's pretty. It's a pretty new idea. It persisted through Hillary's book. <laughs> I did. I did persist.
1: Well, I persisted through a couple of screen grabs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I must have read that entire fucking book when it came out. Twitter was ablaze. Um, Who next? Yeah, uh, oh, I'll leave her for last because it's a funny
1: one. Um, <laughs> Helen Lewis. Ah, oh, Helen Lewis. Um, she's. New Statesman. Uh,
0: yeah, she's a deputy editor of the New Statesman. One of the many deputy editors. Um, there's so many deputy editors. There's like three editors. Well, they don't get anything done. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, she's pretty shit. She's pretty anti-Corbyn. Um, she comes out with some really... She's a, she's a big old turf. Um, yeah, she's but she's a, a
0: turf by stealth in that she does a lot of things Well, well, I don't know about this gender recognition act and then repeats every turf kind of talking point. Yeah. And says, "I'm not. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just trying to start a debate." And it's like, "Well, you've published like four articles like that this year, so yeah. I th- I feel like your choice of talking points around the Gender Recognition Act is telling,
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and yeah, it's that the new statesman. In general, all of them deserve to be on it because they have just oh, been appalling. Oh, I, but they've always been appalling. We're gonna
0: get. We're going They're gonna have their own uh, part <laughs> in a later award. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Helen Lewis, uh, if you want a politician who really stood up against the establishment, don't look at Jeremy Corbyn. Look at Harriet Harman. Yep. Um, who once ordered Labour MPs to vote for the uh, Tory welfare bill, and then weeks later, Harman said she changed her mind. <laughs> yeah. That was when she was in a leadership position. She was deputy leader for a yeah, long time was. under Brown. Yeah, Um yeah, just general kind of the drip, drip, drip of anti anti Corbin stuff, and rep- not really having her own ideas either. Oh, just no. replicating the kind of who's a personality cult, um, He's an
1: anti semite. She was one of those ones who did the whole thing of um, f- um, free education, free university education. Actually, it benefits the rich people more than oh poor yes, people. yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and then I love that when they always talk about like um, how many more people are going to university now. They don't talk about how many people drop out in the first year. Yeah, they don't talk about that number. That no. number's a big number that she's
0: again she's she's disingenuous she's been driven to insanity on Twitter a few times, which really yeah. kind of shows she doesn't i'm almost unwilling to i almost think she disqualified for this war because I don't know what she's ever presented herself as other than like a vaguely i, I i'm sure she'd call herself a liberal, but mm. there's no particular like program behind it, there's just like I kind of like Tony Blair and I like it when people don't complain at me about things. (laughs) Because I'm supposed to care because I I fucking work for the New Statesman.
1: Mm. Um, Just wait until she's put in enough hours that she can leave and go to the spectator and then she doesn't have to pretend to care anymore. Yeah, And then Um, she would go work for Tacky Mac. (laughs) Oh
0: god. (laughs) Uh, She'd she'd, she'd just end up being a staff writer on The Independent or something. You know, she's not... She's not, not good enough. She's not very good. No, she's sorry. not a very good writer. There's nothing no, that you she produces. About, about
1: everyone of them, who says them
0: But as far as like worst leftist,
1: maybe. is she even a leftist? Maybe.
0: Um, okay, next on the list, Dan Jarvis. Um, mm-hmm. I only did this because I was going through our episode notes. Dynamite Dan. Dynamite Dan. Dapper Dan Jarvis.
1: Lover of marina. Lover <laughs> of all war. Yeah. The, um, it, he
0: was the great White Hope, wasn't he for a yeah. long time?
1: Well, um, Rambo First Blood was based on his life.: <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs>
0: um, but like releasing just before um, I think it was a little bit before the manifesto came out and he released that long, long, like manifesto for what he like it was clearly a leadership bid, but he was mm. too much of a coward. Yeah. To actually say and actually do anything about it. Mm. So it's like, and I think all you need to know, if you haven't listened to that episode where we went through it in detail, <laughs> all you need to know is the title was A Civic Capitalism in the Public Interest. There we go.
1: Yeah, it was super radical. Yep.
0: Can we just make capitalism nicer and yeah. work for us yeah. again, please? <laughs> and yeah, that okay. uh, probably doesn't win because he's pretty much the same as he was. When he came in and has shied away from any kind of like mm. l- like challenge against the left, mm. which is g- good, better, mm. better, I suppose. Um, but he's kind of disappeared, so I don't think he
1: makes it on this list.
0: Um, Nick Cohen.
1: Ah, Nick Cohen. Always Nick Cohen. Good. He's always good. He'll be on this list forever.
0: I mean, he—he's. You could almost name this the Nick Cohen Prize.
1: Yeah, um, he is the true, the true. Um, what's the word? Um, the heir to the Orwell crown. <laughs> he, I mean, he is. He is literally. That's the thing. That he's,
0: all, he's all Orwell he isn't mm. he? He loves um, everything Orwell did, everything Orwell stood for, everything <laughs> that he represents in his own mind <laughs> of what a person on the left is. He won't call himself a
1: socialist. No. Even go as far as Orwell did. There's always um, oh, that important thing to remember with Nico. Was it like 2002? It was a long time ago. He said about how you could make a lot of money as a leftist um, selling out your former comrades in the press. <laughs> um, so yeah, he should. He I think literally he be- all well he but be- for money. He belongs on the list, but he doesn't win
0: because. And I think this is the most important thing to know about Nick Cohen. Nick Cohen has not had an original, not even an original thought, an original sentence, no. come out of his mouth in at
1: least five years. Mm. At least, and he isn't even entertaining since he stopped mm. drinking.
0: He's not entertaining since he started setting up like. Uh, Fringe groups to mm. advocate for interventionist war.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know he's lost all that. He was at the time of the Houston Manifesto. You know mm. he had those big, he had those big drinking muscles, <laughs> and like he was White like muscles. He was this like Adonis of, of muscular uh, liberalism of muscular liberalism. Yeah, and he's just he's atrophied since he had to stop drinking. Yeah. So um, I actually don't know. It's Just for any libel lawyers, uh, slander <laughs> lawyers listening, um, I actually don't know whether he has stopped drinking or not. So.
1: He did Wait, that makes it worse. He did write an article about how he stopped drinking. Oh right. And the thing is, we do know his drinking was an issue because like he was made fun of at the. Or- he got banned Allegedly. from the Orwell Prize. What? Allegedly. No, the video is online. Is it? The videos online of him being heckled by. Um, Peter Hitchens, <laughs> when he's like spilling wine sitting at the front, I think he was banned from the Orwell Prize for a while after that. From the from the thing because yeah, he was just making such a tit of himself.
0: I mean, he slowed down on Nick Cohen slowed down on the why I am leaving the left mm. things because I think everybody has finally got it that he's not part of the left. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he definitely doesn't win, but he has his permanent seat. <laughs> I think on this list. Yeah,
1: he's got a permanent seat on the Security Council of obnoxious people who at least used to be on the left. <laughs> who call themselves liberals.
0: Uh next nonetheless, Tony Blair. <laughs> Tony Blair I, I had to go back and forth on this because let's face it, he like 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 him or not, he's a big part of Labour's history yep. and the left's history in this country. Yep. Um and will continue to be well into the next into
1: this century, like until we finally put a stake for his heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would stop him. Yeah, there'd always be some snivelling... Um, what was the name of Dracula's servant? The one who'd, like, eat... Ate, um, Renfrew. Renfrew? Yeah, who ate bugs. Oh, yes, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he'd, like, cover, like, put blood onto the um, the dust of Blair. That'd be Mandelson. <laughs> That's John Rental. Or Alistair Campbell. <laughs> actually, yeah, John Rental. Oh,
0: actually, it won't be John Rental. He needs all the blood for himself. Nah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, John McTernan, then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, just, like... <laughs> His, Tony Blair. And Tony Blair. If I mean, to, what if can if we need I say? To say anything else but it. like specifically this year, yeah. The constant returns, mm. the complete lack of any kind of solidarity. Solidarity again, where we're talking about pillars of the left. Yeah. Solidarity with comrades. Is a big one. You can mm. you can like laugh at saying comrades and laugh at like mm. you know solidarity with people, or anything like that. You can laugh at those like hoary old left cliches, mm. but it is kind of an important fucking thing for the left. Mm. It always has been. And his lack of solidarity, his constant carping from the sidelines, his really well timed interventions, mm. coming in like the fucking messiah with his masses of money, yeah. his huge fucking ridiculous institute that he wants to turn into a party. Yeah. He wants eventually, or he wants someone else younger and, like, prettier.
1: David Miliband,
0: Yeah, to turn into a centrist party. Mm. And just the, like, the complete misreading of, like, the political landscape. Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) most inept.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he's pretty terrible. Dumbest,
0: maybe. But I I don't,
1: is anyone else
0: Just, on that list? Uh, we have one final entry, and when, like you, you suggested this category, mm. and I admit this was my first entry. But you can't do mm. her first mm. because it's too funny. Theresa May <laughs> for all of
1: the for putting the tanks on the lawn of tanks Party. on the
0: lawn. Um, there was somebody who said um, Mayism to Corbynism is Brownism to uh, Mayism to Cameronism is Brownism to Blairism. A kilometer, a kilometer left in tone, a centimeter left in reality. So, like, what they're saying is she's le- as left-wing as George... As, uh, um, Gordon, Gordon Brown. Brown. George Brown? Who's George Brown?
1: <laughs> uh, um, Gordon Brown. No, she is not.
0: It's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, you people?
1: Yeah, hacks are pretty terrible. They're pretty terrible.
0: That's, like, every time she said something like, okay, I'm going to stop turning the hose mm. on poor people, mm. I'm going to turn off the hose... And we're going to use sticks. <laughs> it's closer, more personal, more authentic, more um, authentic British beating of more, the
1: ball. More ecologically
0: sound. Um, way more ecologically sound. You could
1: reuse a baton.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Organically sourced <laughs> everything. It's it's really top quality, made from English oak. Uh, <laughs> so, buying British. Um.
1: Um. Yeah. That's so like, it,
0: there's fucking madness. Calling her a, a, a liberal and a leftist, a, well, yeah. a, a leftist and a progressive.
1: Actually, people were saying that. People were, were
0: literally. It was a com- It was the common talking point, not just out of like once a week hacks, yeah, but out of the twenty four hour news BBC, yeah, like the, two, the five times a week Daily Politics. It's like, mm. oh, she's taken the centre ground. She's taken the centre left mm. by all of this social care stuff, and it's like, what fucking world are you living in? Crazy world. It's a backwards, fucking world. It's yeah. insane.
1: So who do you reckon wins? Because I reckon I reckon
0: I reckon it's Jess Phillips. I think it's Jess Phillips as well. Just because she's the most other than maybe Paul Mason, who for me it's much more of a very central, like doctrinal mm.
1: difference, I think. Yeah. And from the type an of from the
0: type of leftist he is and the type of leftist I believe I, I, I think I am. Mm. Um I think that is something that he could just stop saying that. I don't think it's an integral part of who he is. No. Whereas Jess Phillips, she presents herself as a radical. Yeah. As a, an ass kicking northern woman, even though she's from Birmingham. A yeah. northern working-class woman, one. even though her mother was the fucking head of Birmingham Primary Care Trust. Mm. Uh, Birmingham, what was it, mental... It was a significant part of the NHS in Birmingham. Okay. Um and I'm not saying she grew up rich, but she didn't grow up fucking working class. She just didn't. No. And that's no strike again. You can do very good things even yeah. if you come from that background. Yeah. Right. It's revert That's reverse like classism. Mm. You can do very good things if you come from the baronet of Wokingham. Mm. But she doesn't do good things. She's she's no. a and there's this void underneath her politics that I just keep finding myself falling into, trying to find out <laughs> I'm exactly to figure out what, what the, she is. What is her thing? Does she care about like? Uh, the working time directive, let's say, is that yeah. something she's really super passionate about making it. If it was, I would have far less of a problem. Yeah. At the moment, it seems to be securing more women's representation within the Labour Party, a noble goal. But if that's the sum of your politics, you are a Labour Party a parrot chick, and you're yeah. nothing
1: else. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, she gets. It. I
0: think she by far wins that one.
1: Yeah. Okay, so what's the next award?
0: Okay, this is this is quite a long award. Um, because we talked about pundits a lot this year, because, you know, uh, Twitter and
1: such. Mm. The
0: Soviet Yugoslavia Award for Dumbest Hack or Take. (laughs) I think mainly Dumbest Hack. Yeah. But takes will be evidence.
1: (laughs) Takes will be evidence in their people's (laughs) trial.
0: So... Uh, the Soviet Yugoslavia thing is from Joanne
1: Reed, yeah.
0: who when having a go at um tr- it was Donald Trump's wives.
1: To prove how Russian he to was prove
0: ha- to prove how embedded he was in the Russian security apparatus, yeah. said that Melania was from uh, Slovakia and um the one Ivanka oh. was from Slovenia, both parts of Soviet Yugoslavia. Yeah. Both the point she, she was not only wrong,
1: yeah.
0: the point she was trying to make was useless, hmm. and she even got the history of the place wrong.
1: Very wrong. Like
0: very wrong. Very, very like, wrong. Like in every conceivable way it was wrong. So we thought that was a really worthy title for this uh, yeah. for this bit.
1: For if you don't know, TO's Yugoslavia was not part of the Soviet Union. No, it was not. Um it was communist, but not part of the Soviet Union. They did not like each other. Um and also
0: Slovakia wasn't part of uh, no. Yugoslavia. It was no, part it was of the Czech Republic. The, it was what's now the Czech Republic, what was Czechoslovakia.
1: Mm. I,
0: um oh! Wash, I was a
1: hack. It'd be so easy.
0: Yeah. So we've discussed some of the like the conditions for this mm. award. So like pundits. Yeah. So the skills of the modern pundit. Yeah. Great, great fucking pundit. Yeah. Pundit comes from a Sanskrit word for like a wise or learned man who you would go to for their knowledge. It could be about religion or medicine or like rights, anything like that. Right.
1: Um, the man with but, the crazy the, hair in Temple of Doom, who Indy gives the rock to at the end. Yes
0: really good at reading rocks. Yeah. Which is actually probably more similar to <laughs> uh, modern pundits. So they have to be able to like own themselves constantly. Oh, yeah. Like pwn themselves
1: just in the hardest mid nineties just, like, just internet lingo. Yeah, constantly stepping on brakes.
0: Mm-hmm. So they have to have combine that with an embarrassing lack of knowledge about their subject area. Because yeah. they ostensibly all have areas that oh, they're professional in, yeah. but they know nothing about. Yeah. Like foreign affairs, home affairs, economics, something like that, and they know nothing about it. Um, a complete lack of self awareness, which mm-hmm. goes into all of that. So it doesn't matter how many times they get something wrong, doesn't matter how many times they um own themselves.
1: Just water of They just they just they just continue
0: through. on every single day, day in, day out. Um they're wrong, of course that ties in with oh, everything yeah. else. They're wrong all the time. On
1: yeah. everything. Like Dan Hodges like, level wrong on everything. Oh,
0: he is one hundred percent on this list. <laughs> like completely wrong. Yeah. Um, and generally they have a stupid face. A stupid face. <laughs> really pure old stuff. But like a they Sebastian have a weird Paine face, looking
1: like a weird. Um, he looks like a a drawing, like an old painting Did of a Victorian you... kid, or Rupert Myers, who's back on Twitter again now. He oh, came is he back? back he came back in the new year after he got in trouble. Um. And he look. He doesn't age. He looks mm-hmm. like a child. He looks like there's definitely two children like on each other's shoulders in that. There's Rupert and Myers. I mean, he could
0: be yeah, he could be 21 or 58, and it wouldn't really matter. Yeah.
1: Um, um, his comments at the moment on tw- Every time he posts something on Twitter, it's pretty great because yeah. his replies are just all "What the hell are you doing on here? Stop mm-hmm. talking to women." <laughs> <laughs> Justified. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, the final thing we worked out is that they all the thing that they all share. Um, an unflinching respect for the discipline of journalism. <laughs> um, this can extend to like political structures, so they have a weird kind of respect for particular, like parliamentary democracy mm. or the standards of discourse, but they all have that same kind of weird respect for norms. Yeah. That, like, you mm, can like, have good journalists who have respect for that, but these are all um, the worst kind like, of people.
1: Like, um, James O'Brien today was talking about Taki and talking about him writing for the Spectator. First off, referred to Taki as. Just some old Greek man, not a Greek man who's lived here for a billion years. Yeah. Um, and that it just like I think he was talking about him writing in the Spectator as if he'd only ever written like one article in the
0: Spectator. He was the society columnist for fucking decades until his anti-Semitism just became too much. <laughs> until they could, he reached the top.
1: Yeah. Until he of reached,
0: anti-Semitism. But yeah, that that, it, sa-
1: that need to defend. That need to
0: defend notions like free speech um, in particularly establishment-approved ways as well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's get on to it. Uh, first thing on this list, Toby Young. Of
1: course, I mean. Oh yeah. There's nothing. Um, Toby Young. Every year, he has a strong year. He does
0: have a strong year. He had a, he had a quiet year until literally New Year's Eve mm. 2017. He'd had actually a reasonably quiet year by his standards because he'd fucked up every venture he'd tried to do. So he was kind of reduced to tweeting and writing in The Spectator it like, like of his few schools?
1: Weeks. I think it's like in the last four years it's had six headmasters or something. Yeah.
0: Because well, I know he steps away from all the free schools yeah. now because he said he actually published an article that said, um, "Oh, running a school is really hard." I know, I, I know, <laughs> I like bashed it like I knew everything about it. Again, uh, yeah, <laughs> embarrassing lack of knowledge about their subject area. Yeah, um, I know I said I knew everything about it, but actually, it's really hard. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I I know he probably. I think there's been worse like takes this year and worse people generally, hmm. but like. Toby Young's just such a standard bearer for the failure of that whole that whole class.
1: Oh, he's the king of going because up. he
0: he he doesn't just fail up; he fails so spectacularly up with absolutely no consequence. Oh no, none at all, and he's such a like odious man personally. Like every like Google image search his fucking face now, <laughs> and you will be disgusted. Every pose, and I swear he does it on purpose. Mm. But I wouldn't be. Dis- Surprised if he fucked that up as well and actually thought he was looking, like,
1: knowledgeable no, think, or cool. I think he thinks he's cool. Um, or maybe he's written an article no, saying, I think... how I realise that coolness <laughs> yeah. doesn't really exist. And actually, I'm the cool one because I don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes me cool, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. It's that for, like, a thousand words.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't really have... Have a ban a year until literally to twenty eighteen. Mm. So, fortunately, not eligible. Mm. That that all that school stuff, all the office for student stuff, wasn't eligible on this list. I'm sure we'll talk I about thought it. There's
1: plenty next of tweets week, of but... like just generally disgusting. But he was disgusting. Yeah,
0: yeah. He he just maintained an, a a kind of median level of mm. being disgusting as well. A lot of these people aren't necessarily disgusting. They're just idiots. Yeah. But he is actually a shambling, messy a thulu like mm. fucking monkey he really is
1: yeah he is a monster and
0: like i say like a, not in anything he particularly does but what he represents just a standard bearer for the yeah. media class as in their most disgusting form mm. really is um next on the list dan hodges
1: mm-hmm. oh man dan hodges dan hodges who he's the best weather vane for politics okay. because time he says something the opposite okay. will happen He's like the inverse in that he's actually the most bad you can
0: be at politics. Yeah. So therefore, he's actually quite good because as long as you take the opposite lesson
1: from whatever he says, yeah. you will be amazing. Yeah. You'll always be. He's right. outstanding. Um, and like it was like the complete obliviousness, like those numerous times on Twitter with um him saying like, oh, I can't vote for Jeremy Corbyn because mm. he's supposedly left wing. Dan Hodges, he says. Well, he's, well, he used to be. He used to be a member of the Labour Party. He jacked it all in and keeps talking about being of Labour, mm. but not in Labour. And said, like, oh, I can't... There's an, oh, yeah, he speaks, yeah, he talks about being, like, of Labour. And said, like, oh, but I can't vote for Corbyn, so I think I'm going to have to vote Conservative. And then people say, what? Well, like, like, what? Like, in the last election? And he'll be like, yes, like, in the last election. He's like, yeah. so you're just a Conservative vote. Huh? Yeah. But he won't admit it.
0: <laughs> but he needed to... He need, I think early on in his career, as in 2016... Hmm. He needed to parlay that because when the broadsheets, when the right-wing broadsheets were looking for like left-wing column commentators, like balanced commentators, Mm. he was like, "Well, I'm a member of the Labour Party. I should write for the Telegraph, at the Spectator, Mm. and all these kind of things." Mm. So it kind of served him very, very well to be in inverted commas Labour. Mm. Um, He's dropped that recently, and just every kind of like he's trying to be a contrarian sometimes i think oh, yeah, i think he's i think he might actually be a little bit self-aware but i don't know i think he is because he he does things like he did it earlier on this year as like uh, or maybe it was last year where he's like what uh, can anybody tell me what the moral case is against um nuclear weapons oh my god and it's like, no, and he's like, oh, I'm asking seriously in good faith. Oh and of course, God. he's not asking no. in good faith. He's asking it so you can say, yeah, but what about if we're wrong get the bomb? Yeah. Um, and just ignored all the things of saying, it kills people.
1: Yeah. well like, no, that. Doesn't that's
0: matter. a moral wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> um, he's disappeared a little since the uh, election. I haven't, maybe I haven't been paying attention to him.
1: Yeah, he, he went a bit quiet. Like a lot of them went a bit quiet after the election. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Not Nick Cohen.
1: No, right oh, out. No.
0: First apology. Mm. First apology day after I think mm. got it in quick. Um, next one, uh, Tim Shipman, shippers, shippers, shippers unbound mm. on Twitter. Um, the one
1: who <sighs> a lot, look, oh. he's a he's an annoying one because he's like he is a monster on Twitter. Yeah, he yeah. is a bully. Mm-hmm. He purposefully targets young people with mental health issues. Yes, and will. He's part of like a little cabal of them that yeah. will just brutalise people, mm. um, and it will be specifically the ones on Twitter who have talked about having mental health, having issues. anxiety
0: and depression issues, and, yeah. and mental health and he uh, will uh, problems. He will monster them. Yeah, he's he, and the weird thing is, he's like he's almost news night news night level like serious journalist. He's yeah. produced a few books that apparently like are quite good, if a bit straight-laced, a bit like mm. like you say David Mitchell mm. level of it's the kind of book that uh, Mark from Peep Show would read mm. and go, "Oh, he's so damn readable." Yeah. You know that kind of thing. And if he just stuck to that, he might be
1: tolerable. But his Twitter presence generally mm. and there's his- a couple of There's a couple of people that if they didn't exist on Twitter, They'd be fine. They'd be, I mean, they might not be
0: fine in themselves and yeah. they might have shit politics, but we would never know about it. So. Yeah,
1: but and but it's because of the lack of self awareness. They think they're right. They always, yeah. They're always right. I mean,
0: he also has, he's at that stage now where he's had a couple of books out, and I can't imagine he makes a living off just the books. Mm. So he still has to write columns. So he has to generate stuff for the column every week. Mm. And his column is like, this is a sin in itself. The worst kind of like straight laced received opinion. Bullshit masquerading as opinion. Mm. He is completely damned up. He has never had an original thought. He never has anything other than the establishment line on anything. And that's true for a lot of these people, but he is particularly within, he particularly keeps himself within certain bounds mm. when he's not on Twitter.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's like a bit of a gossip monger, mm. that kind of thing, which can be quite useful and it can be entertaining. But when it's combined with such like a, so. Obviously, a person who wants to present themselves as inside the establishment, inside the machine, yeah. uh, is just, it's just the worst. Yeah. It's just terrible. Um, next on the list, uh, James O'Brien.
1: Ah, James You've O'Brien. got more
0: knowledge about James O'Brien, because I try to uh,
1: avoid him. I listen to a lot of LBC. You listen to a lot of James O'Brien. I listen to a lot of all of them. <laughs> um, I listen to Nick Ferrari. <sighs> oh, shit. Taxi Driver's Favourite. Journalist of the Year. Journalist Mm -hmm.
0: of the Year. How could we leave him off?
1: Because he was in a room with an old woman who forgot a number. (laughs) Journalist of the Year.
0: Journalism. Journalism.
1: Um, Yeah, so there's him and Jose O'Brien and Sheila Fogarty who, you know... Oh, God, she's fucking horrible. (laughs) Uh, they're all Pati- horrible.
0: Particularly James O'Brien. What yeah. is it about him that because discuss- you talk to me a James
1: lot, about O'Brien James O'Brien does this really great thing. And if you're on Twitter before you listen to his show, you'll get to see this really fun thing where you see him literally constructing his show because of the <laughs> things he likes and retweets, and then pu- puts forward as his own ideas. <laughs> um, That's got to always- be even
0: more pressured than like a weekly column. Is, yeah, just, I've got a daily radio show. And
1: I kind of understand some of the stuff he does because he like he tries to shy away from some of the like stalwarts of e- easy ways of getting people to phone in. Mm. Like, who's got a parking ticket they don't like? And then you have like, and there are people on LBC who do do that. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. <laughs> and it's just like old Ben funny. I'm gonna... Um, but what, one of the things he does is he does put forward an idea, like he's just. Realized something like he's a fucking genius. <laughs> um, like his realization of why there is a section of Jewish society that will defend Israel to the death, right? Because of anxiety, because of the Holocaust. Like it's just occurred to him <laughs> that happened to him this year, <laughs> yes. like not long ago, like a couple of months ago, he realized that there are Jews who have lost family in the Holocaust. Fear it happening again, <laughs> because he's a smart man. Um, he's gen he's very, very pro EU. Ah, um, yes, yeah. In a way that right, I find right, yeah. very trying. Yeah, um, he doesn't like Jeremy Corbyn and will constantly say, "I just don't." You know, he d- like even when the manifesto came out, he's like, "But he's not making any promises." <laughs> um, and he'll do this thing, and he's just really. And he'll constantly say that, you know, the left and the right are are both as bad as each other. And it's like when you talk about... And you talk about the Middle East. If you have Israelis and Palestinians um, shouting at you and baying for your blood, you must be right. It's like, or you're the most wrong. (laughs) Like... It's, he, if everybody hates you, he actually that is a particular like um,
0: liberal thing. Mm. If everybody hates you, you're doing something right because mm. you are the heroic individual in yeah. the crowd. You're the you're the one in the crowd yeah. who's not hailing Hitler. Like they love that oh, they love shit. That they eat that shit up, and they do it with the Soviet Union as well. Mm. They and the love... thing is that they
1: don't talk about with that picture of the Nazi who wasn't hiling yeah. is only because he was beating off in his fucking pocket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, I it's a,
0: it was something like every Soviet, every Soviet dissident during the Cold War, every Soviet dissident was like a hero, mm. was like a, a, a great, like moral individual, mm. and quite like some of them were like genuinely persecuted people. Yeah. Solzhenitsyn who wrote the Gulag Archipelago was a crazy <laughs> mystical Russian nationalist <laughs> and realistically was just used as mm. like obviously had a you know a particularly fucking harsh experience that should have been told of the, of the gulags the yeah. gulag archipelago. But as far as a- any of his other political opinions like, you would not be able to get them published. No. Like, the fact that they did was solely down to the fact that they saw every Russian dissident as this individualist hero. Mm. You know? Um, and James O'Brien, he loves that shit.
1: He also does this thing of, and um, I think it is funny um, when he quite expertly goads pro Brexit people into showing off how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of funny um he does it a lot um, it's a bit daily show though isn't it it is it's a bit like low hanging fruit it really is yeah um and also i just i really have an issue with people who are who genuinely don't see a single problem with the EU.
0: yeah they've they've turned into that we we'll, we will have a discussion on that a bit later i think yeah. we've got that in one of the other categories but um he also has the like notion like he's a bit ted talky mm. it's like that thing you thought actually good mm. or that thing you thought was bad actually good you Yeah, know? he does do that kind of shit like like again, like you said, like he—he's just had the idea.
1: Mm. Oh, um, and um, yesterday he did an entire—he sh- did an entire hour on someone. Um, some we should um, pay a compliment about Theresa May. We should think of something good for in a, a patriotic interest. Something why? work, something good. Exactly. That's the problem. That's what the issue. For? He does this all the fucking time. And um, he was admitting yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Um, that he's been significantly harder on Jeremy Corbyn than Theresa May. The last couple yeah. of years, and it's like, yeah, you have. Because she's because in you're power. a piece of shit. And he respects power.
0: Yeah. He respects the office. He's very, he seems like a very American,
1: oh, almost he, oh, that, he, like an American liberal. He's awfully nice about the royal family, and he's awfully nice about public, edu- about um, private schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he went to one. I yeah. um, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's probably because he went to one. And he's incredibly hold on,
0: hold on. someone's class position
1: depends on their lived experience. <laughs> and he's incredibly what defensive the of, that? of the media in general because his dad was a writer on the telegraph. Oh really. I think. Um I think it was like the Northern Desk or something like that. Ah okay. Um But yeah, it's he's like achingly defending like the Times or the Telegraph. I can't remember which one specifically, because to be honest, they're all the fucking same to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah so who next
0: uh, next on the list is uh, a, returner, a returning entry uh, Helen Lewis again mm-hmm. um, I specifically put on here because I mean yes yeah, we've already been through the things that she's that she's done um, she's very vicious when she's and like when um, people contradict her online mm. um, to, you know she came out with all the shit about Tony Blair and supporting Corbyn is like mm. being a right winger I think mm. we went through that article earlier in the year um, it's kind of stealth turfiness mm. And the best the best one, the reason I put her on the dumbest hack list mm. is because she went on that podcast that um, we need to talk about.
1: Oh, yeah, the one. With, with...
0: Uh, the Jolion who was on that BBC3 politics comedy prank show. Yeah, what's it? It's like Jolion a... Green?
1: No, I think it's a, it's, I'm not being anti-Semitic. I'm pretty certain it's Jolion Rubenstein. I pretty you, yeah, you other... might be right. I, f- I feel like I, I have to say remember. that because the, guy the name who played, sounds played so... the
0: guy who played the Tory MP, yeah, yeah,
1: the name sounds so. It's one. It's one of those Jewish names that sound. It sounds like I'm being... <laughs> I need some <laughs> I
0: think. I think you're right. I think it is something yeah. like that.
1: But it was terrible, and like we haven't listened to um, it. I watched the I clip really that they should... put online. The, the clip
0: that That's everybody no I shared. Bear that. Was, um,
1: the clip that was, they put out. It
0: was um, her Jolion, whatever his name is, mm. um, and. Might have been Sonny Hundle. I can't remember. No, it wasn't Sonny Hundle. But they were talking about the time uh, Eminem did like an award show or something, and did a, a, a disverse verse against Donald Trump. Yeah. And he mentioned coffee, like I'll, yeah. I'll throw my coffee in your face, something mm. like that. And her take on it, having gone on and on and on about fucking coffee and mm. the middle, how middle class coffee is, mm. considering she is very middle class. Um. She said, "Oh, he's rapping about coffee. That's not as a bit middle class, is it? It's not it? very hip It's not very of the street. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's almost as if the Americans don't have, you know, a cup of Joe. Joe <laughs> being an average yeah. name for a working class. Oh, worker. she's stupid. It's it was." bafflingly yeah. stupid it's the it might be the stupidest and funniest thing I've seen all year <laughs> because to be that fucking tone deaf and know that little about like this isn't even popular culture this is like ubiquitous culture mm. American working men and women drink coffee mm. they don't drink tea mm. tea would be an effete thing over there whereas over here coffee seems to can't be
1: they just, can't ever like, just drink a nice working class cup of, ju- cup of tea
0: yeah it's nah. it was baffling anyway yeah. that was that was her um Next on the list, James Bloodworth.
1: Oh, he goes in there with um Actually, with shippers for being a, an abuse. He's worse. He's, he's an abusive little worm who has numerous sock puppet accounts on Twitter to purposefully attack people like and again young people who have talked openly about feeling suicidal. And he is just the worst. It's, he used to be in the A W L as well, didn't he? He was in the A W L. Yes. So um, isn't wait, my, did you, you call I'm him? A, did you call him a worm?
0: Or should I say, as they would say in Soviet Cuba, gusanos. <laughs> for those wondering why a subsection of the left has taken to calling people slugs, it's a dehumanisation tactic common to the extremes. So, for example, in Cuba, exiles are gusanos, worms, Soviets liquidated kulak spiders, Pol Pot killed, worms, and the Hutu, cockroaches.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard to dehumanise someone who isn't human. Yeah, um, And the thing is, that, that's the thing, him pretending like... Him pretending that people calling people slugs on Twitter is the same as that. He was in the Alliance for Workers' Liberty. He was the member
0: of a not insignificant... I mean, they're all kind of, in the large scheme of things, insignificant. But he was in a not insignificant part, fragment of the trot left. Mm. And he knows. He knows what Corbyn is. He knows where he's coming from. And if he was arguing in good faith, Mm. he... Uh, he's not. It's very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm. like he knows how to argue against Corbyn from either a left or right perspective yeah. in good faith. Yeah. But he's not. He's taking on every single talking point that everyone else has made up. He's another one like um Shipman, but maybe even mm. more uh like unjustifiable that his books, like um, you know, he goes undercover to work like a month on minimum wage mm. and stuff like that. And you can make fun of it, but I, he's a he's a writer who is doing something doing that something. he is not part of in order to expose the terrible conditions of that thing. Hmm. I can kind of get behind that. Hmm. I can kind of understand that. But then for him to come back and do his normal right wing hack thing hmm. is he's so disingenuous.
1: Yeah. Also, <sighs> the Alliance for Workers' Liberty make my skin crawl. It's like I don't I don't like to be mean about all the trot groups. I've got a very close friend who is in the Alliance for Workers' Liberty for a long time. But that being said. Important thing about them is it's started by Sean McGammer and I he's, don't I don't know whether it was, started he was by the leader Sean for a long time. He was he has, has been the leader. Um, for and a long time, in their maybe, magazine, I can't remember what their magazine was called, probably something not as good as Workers Hammer. I
0: think it was just called Workers Liberty. Yeah,
1: something like that. I believe. Um but he'd always have a poem in there. And it's all oh, the God, one poem gonna, of his You're gonna recite in... it again because you I know have... it off by heart. I do. It was called Oedipus's Regret. Give and us it's... a reading.
0: Give us a reading right here. A... Quiet, quiet, everybody.
1: Mummy, mummy, I did you wrong. Mummy, mummy, you didn't come. That's it! <laughs> That's it! Oh. Revolutionary Trotskyists are so stupid! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you know, it's hard to take uh, anyone seriously who's in the Alliance of yeah. Workers' Liberty. He he also, actually, he probably had my... I'm, the I'm, Alliance of Workers' Liberty are like a fully part of the nonce left. Uh, were they... Oh, yeah, I'm pretty certain they did. I know, I remember
0: that like from reading up on like all the the smaller like sects. Mm. Um it does seem that their big thing was um super pro Israel.
1: Yeah. They, they were left
0: wing, but they were very pro Israel yeah. like to a ridiculous degree. Mm. It's what I what I've read. Mm. Anybody want to like this can't Like contradict me and, t- and tell me what's what. Like I mm. agree because I've fucking spent ten years <laughs> trying to work out what fucking socialist party I should <laughs> join in this country and coming away no none the be- none the wiser. <laughs> um, he also actually this uh, it's either this or the coffee thing that was my favourite take and I tried to find the ex- the exact tweet the wording, mm. but when he um interviewed someone, you have ah oh, damn it I can't remember the exact thing. But the fire in the belly tweet
1: when he invented a Welshman. Um, and he did a whole speech in, and he, he pretty much re- wrote it phonetically. I'll try and remember what it was. It's like. Um, you could do it in a Welsh accent.
0: No, because. Like I, he wrote because, it. <laughs>
1: because he wrote
0: it in a Burnley accent. He wrote it in a Lancashire accent. He wrote it in a non southern accent. And that's all. That's yeah. all I could work out. But it was something like um, What do you think of Jeremy Corbyn? Oh well, you know I don't I don't think he's very good. Um, you see, he hasn't got the fire in the belly. They've
1: got a fire in the belly. He and has, a silver he ha- tongue. He hasn't,
0: he's got to have a silver tongue and fire in the belly. Um, back in the day, if something was wrong, all back the women and ch- all the women and children they'd be coming up out and they'd be marching up and down the street. This is fantastic voice work. If anybody wants to hire me, by the way. Um, <laughs> He'd be marching up and down the street, but Corbin, he just comes on and he's got make sad face. That's like that's a, yeah. uh, a, a paraphrasing. What so he's, he's a saying. liar. It was fucking amazing because for all the like weird, like fake real people thing that journalists came up with, that was the best mm. because there's no way that guy's a real guy.
1: Mm. No way. No, no, he's a liar. He's a liar.
0: He's a he's a beautiful liar. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, next on the list, Nick Cohen. We've we've done that. <laughs> the worst idiot in the world, the most consistent idiot in the world, but also was the first to apologise after he got Corbyn wrong.
1: Hmm. But then started uh, talking about him being the part of the Putin-esque left.
0: Yeah, but at this this point (laughs) all of those are background noises. I don't think it's strong enough to win. Uh, Martin Robbins, um, I can't remember, he's strange towards trans issues online. But he mainly gets it for that Facebook post that someone uncovered that um suggest like he was talking about how terrible it was to have such a high IQ and he wished he could just have oh, like yeah. a lower a low he IQ so he could just blue so and bang himself over the head so until he could he was just normal get better.
1: Because he's like he's like um a super mega brain trapped around us lowly <laughs> mortals. He's the Rick to our morties
0: the, Yes. 100% he even mentions like oh i'm just good at everything i turn my my massive intellect towards if i, so if, well, I you're go, a failing if i go into a b and q i automatically know more about wood than the people who work there and it's like such staggering arrogance that everybody else thinks but no one else says
1: everyone's met that person yeah yeah <laughs> who like you're talking about um, having to get some wood to do something in your house, and he starts telling you, he starts he starts waxing lyrical about the difference between balsa and MDF, and you just kill yourself. A
0: nice counterpoint, to, though, to the centrist dad kind of, oh, I can't do anything. I fucking dropped the baby. I can't cook. My wife has yeah. to organise everything. Can't tie my shoelaces. Mm. Somehow, I'm a super successful TV writer and journalist. <laughs> <Stupid cringling>. <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you know I was thinking of Graham <laughs> Cause a
1: Because the stupid show he wrote <laughs> with his fucking wife about how.
0: What's what it know? called? Uh, muddling along or no, like working it
1: out? Motherhood. Oh Christ! It's about how hard so it is when worse. you're rich and you hate your children.
0: <laughs> um, the next one, uh, Tim Montgomery. Oh, Tim Montgomery, standard like conservative, centre right pundit.
1: Is this for unheard
0: gets it gets a nomination on here solely for launching unheard, which is his news website that I fucking signed up to and now can't remember the password <laughs> because it has some diamond white hot takes
1: um
0: he un- he launched unheard which is like his political opinions and analysis website with the little uh, like um piece of text we're unveiling an icon a cow who like our target readers tends to avoid herds and behaves in unmissable <laughs> ways as a result cows are literally the thing that herds are named after how can you be that fucking stupid that's a very modern version of stupid a very tech a very <laughs> stupid 2.0
1: yeah that's that's like Drinking rainwater levels of stupid. That's
0: amazing. That's yeah.
1: Juicero stupid. Oh yeah, that's
0: yeah. It's Juicero or raw water stupid. Yeah, like it's it, it's amazing. And from from such a, a steady steady <laughs> terrible pundit was yeah. was just a real real great showing this year. Um, and finally, we've got uh, Jeremy Cliff, who we did earlier on in the year. Um, I believe he is a writer for Politics Home. I might be wrong because I didn't put down their job titles. Um, on this list uh, he was the one who had the um, tweet about uh, Jeremy Corbyn doesn't own the radical the mantle of radicalism oh, I'm here's, the real radical uh, we can be radical too, here's my list of demands, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> split England into city st- states immediately green light HS3 yeah. crossrail 2 and 3, green light uh, high speed 4, high speed 5, and crossrail 4 or five. and 5 and it's like, crossrail move the capital to Manchester, <laughs> and it was just that it was just like a load of stuff farted out yeah. from his weird liberal tech futuristic like brain.
1: So poorly researched, so poorly planned, but so sure of himself.
0: Yeah, a- amazing amount of self-confidence. Mm. Um that's our list. That's the, everything.
1: It's the self-confidence of a man who like says an affirmation in the mirror every morning. <laughs> yeah. Um who's had the best year? I mean, it's a difficult
0: one, I think. Um, James Bloodworth, I think is, I think, he's a monster. He is not only a monster. He's disingenuous. He's wrong. Yeah. He's a traitor. Yeah. Against whatever socialist ideals he may have had, hmm. and he, the stuff he makes up is know, so. Lives,
1: workers, liberty. Mm, well, mommy, you know, no, they had, fucking.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm Yeah, I know.
1: I'm basing it all on Oedipus's Regret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if only we had a poem for each of the trot sets, <laughs> so we could just I'll remember write them, them like that, like <laughs> a limerick.
1: <laughs> yeah, Bloodworth has been horrible. Um, Bloodworth I've, is a horrible. I watch Bloodworth prick. like be so horrible to certain people that I like on Twitter, mm. and yeah. Yeah, he's just—he's not. Yeah, him, him. You think him, him? Him. I just
0: think he's got the right combination of things. Everyone has something. That Out of he all has... of them,
1: he's the one I'd like to see kneeling on broken glass.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like a Gusano.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> like the gusano that he fucking is.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. Oh, for Helen Lewis though, it's all right. Oh, damn, she still she still can't win. Even in no. our made up fucking awards, <laughs> she still
1: can't win. Well, yeah. Well, she doesn't try hard enough. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't put in the hours There's, like You're Love right. Off. She doesn't have, does she put doesn't, in the hours. She doesn't have as many Sock Puppet accounts on Twitter to maintain that he does. And he has, like like I say,
0: he's got books. He's got a career. He's got something else to him other than just having like, having some fucking opinions. Mm. Oh, so close. Anyway.
1: And I think at that point we'll end this part one. It's going to have to be a two-parter because it's just... We just got so many fucking opinions. There's so great. many fucking opinions.
0: What a season, you. What a season. It has
1: been a proper, amazing season. So, yeah, and yeah. I'll put, up, I'll put <laughs> them both up at the same time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love my country, indeed I do. But all oh, that war has made me blue. I like fighting, that's my name. But fighting am the least about the fight. Over oh, bad to cut my